0: Good afternoon, and welcome back to Intrepid Radio, the show that brings you the world's most intrepid people and organizations. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Wow, today is a special treat for me. The first time I became aware of today's guest, I was an 11-year-old goofy kid and hockey player, and today's guest quickly became one of my heroes and inspirations. You can't imagine in the subsequent years. How Many Pretend Times I Shot the Winning Goal Against the Soviets. Say hello to Mike Iruzzioni, the captain of the 1980 gold medal winning U.S. Olympic hockey team. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey,
1: Todd. Thank you very much. Thanks for being having me on.
0: Well, it is my pleasure. Uh, a thrill to have you. Thanks for making time. Uh, so, Mike, what are you up to these days? Tell us uh, what you're up to. What work are you doing?
1: Well, a bunch of different things. I, uh, I actually work at Boston University. Uh, I'm the director of special outreach. I've been at Boston University for well, around 20 years, somewhere in that. Range. I haven't really checked the dates. Um, <laughs> I continue to do a lot of motivational speaking, traveling around the country, a lot of corporate outings. Uh, I'm a part, uh, an independent business owner of a company called Kivana. They're out of Provo, Utah. It's a natural nutraceutical company, deals with all natural products, deals with health and fitness and diet. Uh, actually, myself, Dean Jansen, Bonnie Blair, Bart Connor, and Nadia Kamenich, a few Olympians, uh, we bought into the company. We bought uh, a business, and it's kind of fun to. to travel around and meet with people and talk about health and fitness and diet it's all been good and and continue to travel doing some uh, celebrity golf tournaments and charity events around the country
0: yeah well that's awesome I just recently had a chance to interview Shannon Miller who won gold in 96 as a gymnast uh, and uh, I'm sure you know her and fascinating conversation you know hard to believe it's you achieved something pretty amazing 33 years ago now. I cannot believe it's been that that long. Uh, and you were a young man when you won the gold. Uh, lots of people, myself included, have achieved something really big early in their life and career. And the struggle then becomes, what do you do next? Uh, how do you move on from this big win? How do you continue to be motivated and, and make big things happen as you continue to live day by day? How do you overcome that? Well,
1: you know, my life wasn't over at 25 years. Years old, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, you, you want to still strive to be successful and strive to be the best you can be at whatever challenges and and uh, whatever uh, business ventures or whatever you know, job facility a position you get yourself into. So, um, just because you win an Olympic gold medal or become because you're successful at some point in your life doesn't mean it's over and you end it. You want to continue to strive to be the best and and to be successful. I think if you just live on your laurels, uh, you're not going to be very successful in life. So. For me, I thought that you know, 1980 was the beginning for me. Uh, it was an opportunity for me to do a lot of different things and. Explore a lot of different challenges that I might have as I, you know, grew older and got out into the world, so to speak.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good way to look at it as a beginning. Uh, that, that's a that's a different way to frame sometimes, and and uh, that's that's a good tip. So you said you do a lot of motivational speaking, Mike. When you are out there and you're surveying the audience in front of you, what what's on their mind? What are they struggling with? What do they need? What messages from Mike Ruzioni seem to really resonate with, with with people these days?
1: Well, it depends on the theme of meetings. A lot of companies have different. Goals. Goals, given objectives. Some of these companies that I'm speaking to uh, uh, have been very successful and they want to maintain, maintain that success. And, and some companies you're speaking to are companies that have struggled a little and try to motivate their people to get uh, and become more successful, or to t- face the challenge that they face in the business world and overcome the odds that they have over- have to overcome in order to be the tops in their category or in their business. And a lot of companies uh, are, are new companies that have come together, maybe uh, two or three companies uh, are merging and you've got new people working together now for the first time. Similar to what we as a hockey team had to do, coming together, different guys, different players, different backgrounds coming together for one goal and one objective. And that's to be the best and to be successful. So I think a lot of the talks that I give kind of come from, you know, some of the challenges that we as a hockey team faced and you relate it to, um, to the business world. You know, you got to believe that the business world is the same world that we have as a hockey mindset and, and it's to be successful and to be the best. And, I basically tell the story of how our team did it and relate it to um I guess, what the, what they're striving to be and become.
0: Well, let's continue on that theme. I don't mind admitting, and I told you on the phone the other day, what prompted me to reach out to you and invite you to be on the show today was I just uh, I just caught the film Miracle over the weekend. It's, of course, about the gold medal run at Lake Placid. Uh, one of the key messages of the film, as you just cited, was the importance of team and family. Too many organizations still struggle at building these solid, collaborative teams. Talk about the lessons you did learn from the hockey the hockey team and, and current experience that can help people become better with this
1: well i think the key for us as a hockey team was to understand each other to respect each other uh, on the ice as well as off the ice to understand what our roles were certain players had certain responsibilities certain players had certain roles that they had to uh, achieve and i think as a team we understood that we realized that we were in it together it wasn't one player two players it was 20 players and i think again the same in businesses. everybody has to be on the same page Uh, everybody has to want to strive to be successful and to be the best. And if you have people that aren't willing to do that, then in our case, you replace them and get somebody who else will. And in the business world, you replace them and get somebody who will. So the big thing for us to to believe in ourselves, but more importantly, to believe in each other. And we had that. We had a great bond and a great friendship and a great chemistry that we still have to this day. So I think, again, you want to surround yourself with those kind of people who want to come to work every day, who are prepared and focused to be the best and, and who want to work together as a team. And is, There's no egos involved. I mean, Herb Brooks used to tell us, you check your ego at the door. We're all in this together, and everybody has a job and a role. Once you understand that, I think that's very easy then to move forward and, and strive to be the best and to be successful.
0: Mike, in all elements of life in relationships and pursuing personal goals and certainly in business, Fear still holds so many people back, and that's the theme of the show, is helping people become intrepid. But fear holds people back from achieving what what we know deep down they're capable of achieving. What advice can you give to people to help them become fearless and overcome fear?
1: Well, I think the thing is that you know, I, I try to tell people that, first of all, if you think you're going to lose and you think you're going to fail, you probably are. So your mindset has to be that you can't accept that. You, you can't say that I'm going to not be successful. And there are going to be times when things don't work out the way you want them to work out. Not every day is a great day. And you do face struggles. But it's the ones who are successful are able to overcome those struggles because of the fact that they believe. They have faith in themselves. They have faith in their work ethic. They have faith in their commitment. And I think those are the qualities that you have to have. Because you have to understand that not every day is going to be a great day. And there are going to be some struggles. And there are going to be some times where things don't work out the way you want them to work out. And it's the ones who are strong, the ones who are willing to overcome those kind of challenges, are the ones that are going to be successful.
0: So on that theme, Mike, uh, there were probably times when Coach Brooks was telling you that you guys could beat the Soviets, and probably some of you were saying, who is this guy kidding? Uh, but at some point, the team did believe. What What are the critical early initial steps to begin to believe uh, that, that you can achieve what many would say or what everybody would say was impossible?
1: Well, I think obviously a confidence level. And again, I said it earlier, if you think you're going to lose and you're going to fail, you probably are. We knew as a team it was going to be hard. We knew it was going to be difficult. But again, if, if we thought we were going to lose that hockey game and had the mindset of that, then we wouldn't have been successful. So it becomes a, a factor of having confidence in yourself, confidence in your teammates, trust in yourself, trust in your teammates, trust in your coaches, trust in the program that we had and the, the system that we put into play, thinking that if, if we followed our game plan, if we did what we needed to do, then we had a chance to be successful. So... Again, I think that's the mindset you have to have, despite the challenges, despite the the fact that you know, Nobody thought we could win. Again, as a team, we thought if we played well, we'd have an opportunity, and that's all you have to ask for yourself is, is an opportunity to compete and to be successful.
0: Mike, there was a reason you were selected captain of that team. It's a leadership ability. Talk about leadership in 2013. What's the best advice you have for successful leaders today? What are some things they should do and think about?
1: Well, I think, first of all, I want to explain that on that hockey team that I played, I was a captain, but we had 19 guys, 18 guys who were captains of their high school teams or college teams. So I was fortunate to be on a team of leaders. So, you know, I think leaders to me is just being yourself. One of the things I think my teammates had for me was I think they respected me on the ice and respected me off the ice. And I think they realized that as a captain of the team, I wasn't going to become anything different. I was going to change my personality. I wasn't going to be a different person. I was going to be a good teammate, a good friend, somebody who my teammates could go to and sit down and talk to and relate to. I think those are qualities about being a leader. I don't think you have to run around screaming and yelling and patting people on the back. I think you have to be somebody that your teammates, and if you're a leader in a company or a business, that they respect you and and they, they respect who you are and what you stand for. And as long as you work hard and become true to yourself and true to your teammates and true to the people that you work with, I think that to me is an important part of being a leader.
0: When you're in the midst of trying to accomplish a goal, again, whether it's in your personal life or in business, uh, sometimes you achieve a very significant step in that process. It's a really, really big deal, but you're not done yet. Oftentimes when people say to me, congratulations, uh, you're going to get it done, I say, I'm not there yet. I have to beat Finland. I still use that reference today. Some people get it, some people don't. How do people collect themselves when they've had a significant advancement in the bigger pursuit of a goal? How do they push through and get it done? Well, again,
1: it's you know I'll use the example. We didn't go to the Olympic Games to beat the Soviets. We went to the Olympic Games to win the ultimate prize, which was the gold medal. So this, as big as the Soviet game was, the Finland game became the biggest game for us. And we approached that with the same mindset that we did all the other games. Go we'll out there, play hard, work hard and whatever was going to happen was going to happen. So I think, again, when you're successful at one thing, it only makes you want to strive to be more successful. And I think the way you do that is still approach it the same way, and that is hard work, dedication, commitment, those values that are very important. In order to be successful once uh, and you want to be successful twice, it's probably the same ingredient, and that that ingredient is probably – hard
0: work. Mike, I let some folks in the audience know that I was going to have a chance to talk with you, and I uh, asked them for a couple of questions, and I got uh, two I want to ask you, one serious and one uh, kind of fun. One, the serious one is when you're in the midst of being so close to achieving a goal, so say it's early in the third period against the Soviets or Finland, and, and you're just dealing with a massive adrenaline rush, how do you how do you calm yourself and focus and, and, and pinpoint yourself to the direction you, that you have to go and get it done
1: well i think it's a controlled emotion that you have to have uh and i think that's something that builds up with you as you grow as you develop as an athlete you know when when you're a young kid you probably can't handle that situation as well as you can as a 25 or 24 year old player who's been through it before so a lot of it is experience uh having been there having done that kind of understanding but it also is being able to control your emotions and, and not get too caught up in the moment and stay focused and and you know, do the little things that are important in order for you to achieve your goals, and that might be making a smart decision at the right time, and not letting your emotions get too caught up in the moment, and you know, keeping everything kind of in
0: control. Yeah, the, the last question I want to ask you, and the and the fun one from a guy in the audience, he said, "Well, what? Ask him what his." favorite sports memory as a child was because all of my contemporaries and people of my generation when 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 we're asked that question we usually say it's a ruzioni's <laughs> game-winning goal against the soviets what what is yours i'm i mean i, I am now curious
1: well I, I guess as a young kid we didn't have a television when i was a kid so there were no sporting events that i could watch to me probably was listening to johnny most I remember when Havlicek stole the ball, you know, sitting in my kitchen with my dad and my uncle and my cousins listening to the Celtics on the radio, and Havlicek stole the ball. I mean, that was a big moment for me. But for the most part, as a kid, there weren't many sporting events because, like I said to you, uh, there was no television. There wasn't the exposure that the athletes have today. I guess if I look back, that would probably be one of my more memorable moments because I remember listening to that in the radio.
0: Outstanding. Well, it had to be a Celtics moment. That, that just brightens, that brightens my day. I was living in Connecticut <laughs> during Lake Placid, so uh, when I was there is when I got, uh, got the Celtics and the Red Sox bugs. so uh, outstanding. Okay. Well, Mike, uh, we're out of time. Uh, I trust my interview was as riveting as Al Michaels call the game, yes?
1: <laughs> well, Todd, I appreciate it. It's very different questions for me.
0: Well, good. Well, hey, where can people get in touch with you and learn more about the work that you're doing, Mike?
1: Well, you know, again, I work at Boston University, so I'm very easy to find there. I work in the development office or the alumni office. And uh, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of
0: me. Outstanding. Well, I'm really, really grateful for your time today, Mike. Uh, it's been uh, 33 years in waiting for me to get a chance to to honor you uh, uh, for your big achievement. So that wraps today's show. On behalf of my guest, Mike Aruzioni, I am Todd Schnick. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you next time on Intrepid Radio. <laughs>